Satnam, beautiful Saruman, happy, happy full moon in Aquarius. You don't even realize how many obstacles came about so that this podcast episode would not happen. But guess what? Through the miracle of perseverance, we are not only going to process and program ourselves to really move beyond obstacles, but today I'm really excited because Lizzie is going to be here with me so we can talk about this beautiful full moon in Aquarius, self-worth, and what it all has to do with our sovereignty. Zatnam and welcome. I am Jatira Jibkor and I help women entrepreneurs rebuild their self-worth after experiencing relationship betrayal. All of this through my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga Therapy and Spiritual Psychotherapy. And this beautiful goddesses is our movement. So we're waiting for Lizzie to join us. She's going to bring a different perspective that I think all of us really are excited to hear and also need to hear. You know, one of the things that we talk about, or a lot of the things that we talk about here at the Sovereign Women Show podcast, there are things that most people would not want to discuss, maybe carry around a lot of shame around it. Maybe there's a lot of guilt around some of the stuff that we talk about. But the truth is, is that if we don't expose our shadows, if we don't learn to actually learn to accept them, what happens is that we carry them in our subconscious. And in Kundalini Yoga, we know that we each carry at least 13 ghosts is what Jogi Bhajan spoke about, the great tantric master who actually brought Kundalini Yoga from the East to the West. He actually spoke about how as a human consciousness, when you are born, you carry with you 13 ghosts. And these ghosts basically show up as in the subconscious mind typically, but they show up as fears. They show up as inhibitions. They show up as guilt. They show up as uh, a lot of the times also personality and programs that basically prohibit us from being our full potential. And these ghosts when or shadows, you can also see them that way. When you don't learn to integrate them and accept them, then they can be used against you. They can, in essence, uh, be something that instead of you using as an opportunity for alchemy, which is what we're all here for, be something that weighs you down in this in this incarnation. So what we're talking about here on the Sovereign Movement Show definitely is not something that maybe a lot of people discuss, but needs to be discussed. Because as we bring these shadows and these heavy subject matters to the light, what happens is that we alchemize them, we accept them, we learn to work with them instead of using them against ourselves and we wake up from a trance that I have I was part of for a very long time for too long of lack of self-worthiness because as human beings I really do believe that our deepest wound is this feeling of lack of self-worthiness lack of feeling whole and complete and sadly a lot of the times it shows up in our relationships and it shows up in our relationships because our relationships are the highest form of yoga And so Lizzie is here with us today on this beautiful full moon in Aquarius, Satnam, beautiful goddesses, Satnam. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I should be sweating. I should be complaining. You know, there was, um, I broke my phone. I went to go see my mom and grandma and the energy is kind of intense already because of the full moon. I got full moon in Aquarius. You know what grandma has been through, sister. Um, So grandma, grandma has been in the hospital for eight days. I thought it was like two days and this is how out of touch I am. And I I will take full responsibility for that. So I go visit them and I was having carrot juice with them and I got up and my phone fell to the floor and broke. So here I am trying to figure out how to go live on this full moon. So you know that I'm like over here, like what is going on? And then the internet connection was not working. So there was just like so much happening to prevent this. So I know it's going to be good, Lizzie, because I don't know if you're feeling it. Well, you're an Aquarius. So before I say anything about the full moon, how are you feeling? What's the vibe for you? Because I just shared pretty much, I just spit out everything that I just went through. <laughs> I know you're, you're on the roll. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt you there. <laughs> you're like, let her, let her just, I'll be yeah. her purpose. <laughs> yeah. I'll let her speak and get her, her make her peace with, <laughs> with her words. Okay, go ahead. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm good. Um, I 
actually this full full moon I think it's affected me in a way where it's like I I don't really see things the way that I used to before I used to magnify a lot of the comments that were made to me or um, you know I would be questioning myself a little more and I I feel a little more at at ease. I I agree with you I feel like well this full moon is about walking in our authenticity Aquarius baby is all your identity right and it's our truth and identity. And it, a lot of people, it, it scares them to be themselves, you know, because no one told us to go out and be yourself. They said, you know, go be someone. And honestly, th- that's the leadership that's needed, especially in this new age of Aquarius, because one who trusts themselves and can be themselves, they're guided by a divine power, in my in my opinion. It's not even the ego self. It's, it's this divine power that they're not comparing and they're just like being guided. And that's what this, like, full moon of an Aquarius actually gives us an opportunity to do like we've all been through so much change in the last few months this this energy is all about like activating what happened in December remember the great Jupiter Saturn conjunction that we had where we brought in in the solstice that's like this is a direct effect of everything that's been happening since then so I'm with you like I feel like the energy is very I was in a great mood I had an appointment at 8 45 in the morning and I was late to it but everything worked out where I didn't even like they didn't even notice that I was late it was the most bizarre thing and I was chanting on my way there and then all of a sudden and actually being even with my grandma and mom it was actually necessary you know and I was I needing to be there I definitely was avoiding it but being there, I was like, I'm glad I came, you know, I don't know why yeah. my phone broke. I have no idea. Um, I think a lot of the times also, it's almost like we want to ne- right away, try to like figure it out or like say this is negative, but in the end, it's almost like, how are you going to respond to life? You know, are you going to judge things as bad? Because I was stuck in traffic. I was like, I'm why stress out? If I stress out, I'm not going to get there faster. And if I go faster, it was raining. You know, I'm not going to, it's not going to work. So I feel like my nervous system actually has learned a lot. And these were just like little lessons where you, you kind of tune into, Hey, this is life. It's not that we do this inner work or we do rituals on the full moon so that nothing negative ever happens to us. Really. It's about learning how to be with every moment of life. And, and we were talking this week about self-worth, right? And I think that, I don't know if you would agree, but if you don't have a high level of self-worth, you just won't have the patience and compassion to move through even silly little things like I broke my phone or silly little things like I'm stuck in traffic. If you make those things into really big things, I think that's directly correlated to how much you love yourself and how patient you are with you. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's the, it's the bounce back, right? It's how much grace you're giving yourself and and the things around you to not work out the way that you had planned, your ego had planned, you know, things. And then there's also life experiences and and things, you know, that you need to work on. And and it's not like a bad thing. It's just um, snapping out of it a little bit sooner, saying, you know what, I need to work on. This is one of the things that I need to work on, you know. but yeah, I, I think if you were kind of so attached to the outcome of everything, then that's really, that's where the trip, you know, where you start tripping over yourself. And, you know, that's when, when things start seeming to be going not the way that you had planned them, right? Right. Well, yeah, because I'm glad you mentioned that because attachment is directly correlated to the brain, I mean, to the mind, right? And, and if you think about self-worth, it's interesting you say that because self-worth and attachment cannot be one in one. When you're attached to a person, a job, they're always going to let you down because attachment is control of the mind, whereas self-worth has nothing to do with self-esteem. Self-worth is I know innately I'm whole and complete, so I'm always guided and trust the divinity that all is happening for me because I know who I am. I'm worthy of living a beautiful life where I'm not judging that I'm being punished or I'm paying back karma. I mean, it's interesting because self-worth is connected to attachment. If you are, that's what the Buddha did and meditated for how many thousands of whatever to, to move through these levels of emotions that prevent us from having this awareness that we're full, whole, and complete, and that 
we suffer when we attach to what is infinite and what will never be stagnant. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And a lot of our, a lot of our like um, tendencies here on this earth, like addiction, um, things like that, come with the attachments because we can't. You know, we we I for a long time I know I've said a lot of the people up around me for failure um, because I thought that they weren't supposed to let me down right because they're the people that were supposed to love me and for some reason I thought that they weren't human and that you shouldn't be hurt that the people that and I think and that comes from again from childhood you know thinking that you know the people that were supposed to be there for you if you've had a, a you know, tra traumatic experience as, as a young child, or you just, not even a traumatic experience, you just feel like you weren't taken care of the way that you needed to be taken care of, right, because that's your experience as a child, um, then that, that kind of turns into this attachment of, of needing to be validated that the people around you are not going to hurt you, and then when that doesn't happen, then you go into this depression mode of, like, you know, is this really what life is supposed to be? Um, and so you, it, it's like a cycle of, of an attachment and it turns, sometimes turns into alcohol, drugs, things like that, where you feel like you almost don't want to be let down and you let yourself down. You know, you, you, you get to a point where, you know, you can't handle those emotions. You can't handle realizing that humans are humans. <laughs> they're only people they're only as much as their trauma and their experience you know unless you really met someone that's completely gone through and worked through their all of their life which some people do and some people don't in this lifetime um but being able to kind of shift from that mindset to then seeing like everybody's working through their shit you know right and that's why, I mean, now it's become so obvious too. And, and that's what we've been talking about this week. You like nailed it right there because as you, as you're talking about self-worth and attachment, we were talking about this week about how we go through mental health instabilities. And I was talking about how our low levels of self-worth actually play a very huge role in our mental health, like cold depression and perpetrated and anxiety and other mental health instabilities. And, and you just nailed it because you're talking about how we attach ourselves to expectations of someone, how someone should be. And the truth is, is that human beings act out of their level of consciousness. And like you said, we incarnate into this body. And unless you married a sage or you married someone who's 100% of the time conscious, then you're going to need to learn that relationships are the highest form of yoga. And that there is flexibility and persistence and daily work needed. And the other side of that, as well as if you think about it, is that we also are not, are not conscious 100% of the time. So if you're not conscious 100% of the time, you also can't expect to be with someone who's conscious. Women always say, I want a conscious man, but ask yourself if you're conscious yourself, right? had a call coming in. So if you're not conscious yourself, the magnet cannot attract that either. So it's very interesting because yes, I agree with you. We are playing out our inner child programs. Sorry, there's a call coming in and I put it on do not disturb. We are playing out our inner child programs, right? And our inner child programs are literally like their energy, their stored memory in the body and the subconscious mind that then attract, you know, and magnetize to us the relationship that we saw as children, right? As children, whatever was portrayed in front of us. And if you've been through any type of abandonment issues, I mean, we talked about how even when I was little, I was left with my mom, with my grandma for long periods of time. And she was, she's a great grandma, but it's just the development of abandonment began there for me. That's where I discovered it. So what, what we need to take into consideration is that we ourselves put these expectations because we attach ourselves to the way things should be. And when we're not flexible with ourselves and we're not compassionate with ourselves, we don't have kindness for ourselves, there's not going to be a low level self-worth and everyone's going to let you down. Not just your romantic relationship, but everyone. Because 
of the way you treat yourself ultimately. Isn't that what the way it works? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and again, that's just, that's trying to be validated from the outside when we're moving into a time where it has to come within. So the healing, the love, the, the validation has to come within. So it's almost like you have to learn how to flip it, you know, where it's like we can't now. Sorry. <laughs> it's my it, it's actually my my reminder to do my psychotherapy psychotherapy <laughs> <laughs> so that was my alarm the girls always say mom what's that alarm for because I have one throughout the day mm-hmm. and I'm like it's just a reminder that I'm perfect and everything's perfect <laughs> they're like oh I like that <laughs> yeah that I love myself they're like oh okay yeah that that was exactly what I Um, but yeah no go ahead oh I was just gonna finish and just say yeah I mean now we're moving into a time where we're starting to be a little bit maybe a little more conscious to the fact that the healing journey is gonna start coming within and not outwardly you know that actually we're gonna have to start finding within us um those expectations that we're putting outside we're gonna have to actually like look at those and say these are the actually the expectations i'm putting on myself you know these are actually the the things that i and it just like kind of for example like when we were kids you know if if our parents left us maybe somewhere or just we felt like we should have spoken up or we we felt like we almost betrayed ourselves as a child even Mm -hmm. not knowing that that's what we were feeling but that's the emotion that we were feeling like i wish i could have told my mom that it really hurt me when she did this i wish i could have told my dad it really hurt me when he did this you know all that that emotion that work that we hold on and then we turn it into the people outside right and say well you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that it it transmutes into that so now now that we're becoming a little more conscious as a society and as humans we're forced to actually bring those things back inside right and say you know what it wasn't actually that my mom did this is I really wish I could have told her that that hurt me. I wish I could have really told me that what he did to me really hurt me, you know, rather than now we have where it's like, Oh, you you shouldn't be hurt. You know, you grow, you know, be brave, which is something that I find myself telling my daughters too. be brave, do it on your own. You know, I told you, I just had told Penelope this, be brave. You got to do it on your own. And her response to me was like, mom, I, just need you to be there for me when I need you. When I when I don't feel like brave enough, I need you to be there for me. So, you know what I mean? So we're that that whole I wish I could have told my mom that I needed her when because I didn't feel strong. You know, so it's it's a lot of it's a lot of movement we're having to do now that we're moving into a more conscious as more conscious humans, I think. Yeah, and that's why meditation and the work we do is not all love and light, ladies. It's really learning to not be afraid of these shadows, to learn to sit with those emotions that you were not able to process. And for many of us, you may not have the opportunity to go talk to your mother and tell her how she made you feel. She may not be conscious or she may not be here. So the the truth is, is as you do the inner work, as these memories start to come back to you, the, the opportunity you have is to create a miracle. And what the miracle is, is a shift in perception, basically that your mother was acting out of her level of consciousness, that it had nothing to do with you. Same thing with the relationships, the romantic relationships. Yeah, you may have been programmed the by your mother to then magnetize to you these relationships that are happening, but you can change the program. You can change what your beliefs are around that experience because it's not what happened to you. It's how you're identifying with that experience. And because romantic relationships become our highest form of yoga, they're a direct mirror of us. And when you're someone who does the inner work, you, you know that. And so you know how to tell the difference when you're projecting and when someone's coming to you because they need help. And you also have a high level of self-worth where you just don't 
hit, stick around with low vibratory relationships, period. Even if it's your mother and even if it's somebody that you've been with for a long time, you, you, you make that decision based on your own self-love. And you cannot, you cannot do that unless you learn to trust yourself, go within and be with all of you. With, with the those emotions that haven't been processed you know through meditation you can access the womb state you I mean I've gone back I have not gone back into the womb but I've gone back into memories when I was three years old which I never used to even go back before 12 like I literally my subconscious just blocks everything because that's that's my defense mechanism my husband's different like I don't know about how you are but he remembers everything he just doesn't speak about it. And then it shows up like emotionally in the body. Right. And me, I block it from the supply. Yeah. I used to, I used to do that. Um, but these memories, you know, the purpose is not for you to try to like purposely get to them. They happen when you surrender in humility to this divine power and to getting to know yourself in totality minus the judgment. And, and when you stop judging yourself, you stop judging others. You stop judging the relationship and you start to really make these decisions out of the heart out of conviction of who you are so that you're not creating more karma because a lot of the times we're making decisions out of our ego out of anger not that anger is wrong but need process it and then don't let it burn someone else or you right so it, it takes a level of mastery it takes a level of going deep into the layers of all that you are it's not a, a deadline type situation where you put yourself in a this is what I'm going to be and I'm going to purify and be this completely and never be angry again. It's more of a, a humble way of living mindfully and compassionately and also knowing that life is working out for you and that people, especially that come to challenge you, they're your, what we talked about, they're your saviors. They're your saviors and messengers there to help you, to help you realize where perhaps you need to love yourself more where perhaps you need to prioritize yourself more, right? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm 100%. And actually, I was just thinking about something that I just saw on Facebook. Somebody had posted that, you know, they had said, you, uh, you know how they say the, the line about don't burn bridges? And somebody had posted, you know, some bridges have to be burned. Um, and we'll just figure out how to swim. But when I read that, I thought, you know, you know, some bridges do, they have to be burned. But as a, as a, as a line for you, as a, what do you call it? As, as a boundary for you. Yeah, you have to burn some bridges to create boundaries for yourself. Right, because then you'll know I'm not gonna cross that bridge. I can't cross that bridge. It needs to be burned. So just when I when I read that today, I thought about it and I was like, wow, you know, some some sometimes we feel like we have to go through with these relationships or you know have be you know be nice and and we do that is that is you know the the goal. But sometimes you get to the point of your journey where you're gonna have to burn bridges by choice or not in order to create boundaries for yourself you know and to be able to say I and to look at that bridge and say you know what that's a bridge that I know that I I can't cross anymore that it has to stop there um so and that's that's when you start doing the inner work at, at, at first you might not understand why that bridge had to burn or fall or why, you know, maybe it was an old way of thinking, an old way of doing things. Right. It was just an old bridge that had to come down. Right. And so when you're doing that inner work, then you start realizing what you do want to create that you, you have the power to do that that you have the power to look at those bridges and say, I, I don't want them anymore and I can create new paths for myself. And really without, for me personally, without quiet space, meditation, the spiritual journey, mm -hmm. how do you even know what that looks like if you don't know yourself and the hurt? Right. You know, we talked about the shadow work how how do you know about how do you not know about your shadows and know what you what is what is right for you or not right what you should work on what you shouldn't work on 
what's right for your life a lot of the time we go just like ghosts right we're just like hungry ghosts walking around and we, we're seeing they're showing us on instagram they're showing us on facebook what what type of life we should be living right so we're living other people's life and then we wonder why we're it's we're not happy why we're, we feel depressed and why the life of that person just it doesn't feel right for me i know for a long time it was my relationship my mom and our parents relationship you know that i thought this is what my marriage should look like even though it was a hectic marriage well, you know it's a program and when it's a program since you're a child you don't judge it you just think that's what's normal and the body thinks that that's what's normal and and it the awareness it takes a lot of courage to change the program takes a lot of courage to stop blaming your parents and to start looking within and saying they did the best they could that it takes a lot more courage to do that than to continue to be a victim and say this is why I'm like this and yeah. and, and you're 100% right and the way you describe the the journey it, it reminds me of the great poem the Bhagavad Gita this is a beautiful scripture and every line opens your heart and consciousness and in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a, the great spiritual warrior, um, Arjuna. And Arjuna is facing his family. And God is talking to Arjuna. And God is telling Arjuna, you must fight them. And Arjuna is saying to God, why would you want me to fight my own family? Like, God, you're telling me to fight my own family? Well, the family, yeah. was, the family was there to kill him, too. <laughs> So the, the symbolism in that is that it's not all love and light, ladies, and we judge the darkness. You wouldn't know the light if you didn't know the darkness. You incarnated yeah. into this world to look at those wounds as miracles, as opportunities. And when you can shift the mind into neutrality to accept that, you're a master. And that's what God was teaching Arjuna. You're in the polarity where your enemy is your mind. It's your perception of believing that you must kill your family. It's those thought systems. It's the ghosts that we don't want to face and alchemize. We are that powerful, ladies. But we keep telling the stories, especially the stories of I was betrayed or I betrayed. That's a heavy ghost to carry. In this world, you must learn to be in the polarities but not be governed by them you must learn like arjuna how to courageously trust god who says go into the duality go into the illusion of of maya learn from it and graduate through unconditional love and that's why relationships are the highest form of yoga because they can teach you so much about you and if you can find unconditional love for your partner your level of self-worth raises and the universe rewards you however that doesn't mean you stay like you said remember yeah. we're spiritual warriors we know and discern with sovereignty not outside of us but we know ourselves we intuitively trust our womb we intuitively trust our nature so we don't need anything outside of us but you have to be a spiritual warrior which means you have to sit with your darkness you have to sit with those moments of rage you have to sit and you have to stop expecting yourself to be a certain way healing is not changing healing is acceptance like that's huge when I heard that I was like I don't know why I heard that but it was like okay I get it all this time I've been trying to change myself no it's like what they said you know when you start doing the inner work does that mean I'm gonna have to quit drinking alcohol not be promiscuous and also you know not go out and party actually you don't have to give up any of that but because you practice, you're, you're probably going to want to later on. Like you, but no one's telling you to change. God ain't, God ain't telling you. God says love and accept yourself. And accept yourself and whatever has happened in your relationship. Because that's a gift. It's a miracle. It's, a, it's your pathway to enlightenment. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, it's a true story for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> where you did <laughs> autobiography where you didn't want to be the spiritual warrior or you kind of were, were too much into your warrior zone or both no i didn't want to oh. and then the hurt and the pain and the, the all the things that i perceived as negative things people letting me down I mean, that was God talking to me and saying, if you're not going to learn by <laughs> telling you, you're going to learn by experience. You're going to learn by being let down. And then you're going to have to atone to it. You're going to have to surrender and accept that nobody's perfect, that you're not perfect, and that this view that you have of people saving you, they are your saviors, but in a whole different light. It, and in a whole way they're just they're empty vessels really which is what i should be is an empty vessel <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know they're 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 in the shape of a savior but they're not here to save you and it's yeah. the same thing as jesus christ right they've got this aura and they've got this you have this connection as a savior but you're the savior that's the change that's the aha uh -huh, that's when you get that and you really get it then you'll start seeing people around you as messengers mm. you know you'll start thinking why did that person do this evil from that why did he do that to me or why did she do that to me too what is this here to teach me mm. what do i need to learn from this so I think that's that was the shift for me, and it took a really painful experience in my life, a hit to my self-worth, my self-esteem, my marriage, all of that. It took a, a complete hit, and I'm not talking about like a tap in the back, I'm talking about <laughs> a punch in the face, it was a punch in the fucking face. Yeah. And it, it was really the only thing that could wake me up at that time, I had to really accept that. and. And I ran from it <laughs> and it chased me. <laughs> but hey, aren't you glad that it caught you? I am so glad because I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have my self esteem and all of that is, is like amazing. I still have my days of work that we all do, but, but in my core, in my core, I know who I am. Nice. I know regardless of the things that come in and out of my life, I know who I am and I'm okay with that. I'm mm -hmm. okay with it. Yes. And, and yeah, that's like another thing we should say, ladies, like uh, one of the leading like scientists and Buddhist meditation teachers, her name is Tara Brock. I don't know if any of you've ever listened to her. Have you? She's like no. amazing. And like even her voice okay. is like so amazing. So her whole thing is about humanity and self-acceptance and self-worth. And they asked her too, she's like, are you always worthy now? Like you never have moments of self-doubt. And she's like, no, I still have lack of patience for my elderly mother. I still, you know, get angry. But the, the difference is I don't stay there, you know, especially not longer than like a day where I used to be living in those states of consciousness. So I think right. again, that goes back to expectations of yourself and, 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 and also not setting yourself these, uh, conditions to your work you know it's you don't do the inner work so you can get xyz you know there's there's and in the east it's known that if you practice meditation for certain days you get cities which are powers they're like ma your magical powers open up but if yeah. you but if you go into your practice knowing that that's what you want that you'll get a rude awakening like the practice is about humility and finding yourself in these higher levels of consciousness where you can speak to your highest consciousness or your highest consciousness can remind you that if what you're seeking is inside of you and that you can't have what you're not being. I, I posted this in my stories because it's, you know, it was like this meme where it says, I just want to be loved. You know, this person just wanted to be loved. And then the highest consciousness is saying, well, you got to love yourself because if you don't, if you want to feel loved and you're not, you can't get what you're not being, no one's going to love you. If you are not there, people are treating you based on how you treat yourself. So if you want to heal your relationship, heal you. <laughs> like, who cares about the relationship? Let's start with the priority here, me. I got to change my thoughts, feelings, and emotions because that's the frequency that is magnetizing to me. I don't, I'm not an, um, a wounded healer that's here to save others, skipping out on 
bypassing the shit that's going on in here because that's what we do we literally get men that become our projects that we can focus on to change and mold because we don't want to deal with the shit that's going on in here and then we wonder why we're in these i mean i'm a very saturnian type coach mentor i just kind of tell you how it is because i don't like beating around the bush you know this lifetime although it's long it's not you want to enjoy it to the max you want to go all in you want to have a beautiful vibrant relationship with yourself so you can have this with the world so it's it's like waking up from a trance literally of gosh i am enough and i'm done with this freaking enemy that's always kicking my ass <laughs> yeah but it, it doesn't happen i mean i've been meditating since 2007 consistently probably 2015 but still like you would think i should be enlightened there's no so much has changed it's like what came up in sudden this morning when diane said really look back and look how much how far you've come i mean you got up this morning we're practicing meditation with us at four o'clock in the morning did you ever see yourself doing that no it's <laughs> funny because because i was thinking like oh i can't sleep it was four o'clock in the morning i'm like i can't sleep i can't sleep this is and i'm like this is terrible this is a terrible thing <laughs> and so i was like you know what it's, i'm just gonna turn on because I was almost like going to just make myself go back to sleep and just try and wake up a little bit later. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to think a bit about it a little bit different. My body said maybe that it's craving to wake up at four to do this meditation. I mean, there's a reason why I'm up and I cannot sleep at this time. And I'm just lucky enough to be able to check, like tune in with you guys and have that. So I'm not sitting in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's true too. And that, that, that's why ladies, conscious community, that was another thing the scientists said. When you're around other women that are in it to grow spiritually, like you talk about things that matter, they're conscious, you know, and they're on this path. It just changes everything. You're motivated, you're inspired, you want to be part of it. And you have an opportunity to do that like daily. It does change everything. And you, and also ladies, I want you all to know that Lizzie led her own sadhana for two and a half hours so she woke up at 3 45 in the morning well probably earlier than that and started at 3 45 and led the entire sadhana so i man you're a badass and i never because you were like you are the worst morning person like i don't know anybody else who hates the morning more than that one yeah, <laughs> which you know we just have we've accepted that which is okay you know and I was like that too because actually for a long time my meditations were like at 12 o'clock at nighttime so at midnight like 11 50 at midnight I was like Cinderella getting my meditations in right before um <laughs> I was so all of us go, your off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey but to see the thing with Diane said was like you, you look at how much you've come along and look at the things that don't disturb you anymore and look at the healing like it's it's very humbling very very humbling ladies evelyn says for me too i'm glad it resonates evelyn because you know what we're so glad that lizzie and i are not the only crazy ones here (laughs) i always thought she was i always thought she was crazy but i didn't want to admit it so takes courage to own your shit hell yeah diane a lot of courage and you know that's the one thing that build through energy through natural life force ladies energy gives you courage gives you the strength to to look at life as an opportunity instead of as a threat and the the problem is is that when we've gone through traumatic experiences the brain is affected it always thinks it's threatened and threat and if you've been through some type of relationship betrayal like i know how that feels because it's like you're all constantly on the defense constantly on like what the fuck is going to happen next (laughs) you know so it's so important to prioritize you no one else, whatever is happening, whatever happened, once you begin the journey with you, everything will change. Otherwise, nothing will change. And Diane says she found her crazies. Absolutely. We're the roller skate gang. <laughs> the shit that goes down in those, in those Zoom classes, ladies, I can't even tell you. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> So how do you want to close out this full moon? I'll let you close it out. What tips, what can you say as it relates to self-worth, relationships, and addictions? Because those are the three things that we kind of narrow down together. What would you say as a tip for, for our people here? 
You know, I, I really like that, that, um, that exercise that we did where you go back and you find a picture of yourself. Going back and finding a picture of yourself, maybe when you were a kid, when you experienced something, you know, at the age of seven or whatever, finding a photo of you when you were a kid. Maybe find a photo of you when you were, when you felt your lowest or when you were going through some really hard things. Look at your, look at yourself, look at that picture and, and then feel yourself now become present, you know, become, come into the moment and see where you're at now and just see how, how much you've changed and how much you've maybe grown from that or even just as a child and just hold, hold that picture love it maybe write a nice note to it you know just just go back and see yourself when you're in your biggest pain sometimes we have to visually see ourselves and and see how we were pretending to be okay um so that we we learn that that's that that that's one of the things that needs to change that when you're not okay you're not okay and you take a moment for yourself there's nothing like taking a moment for yourself really there isn't even if it's just five minutes and if you're feeling strong emotions or anything that might come up um yeah just I, that's that's that really helped me you know going back and and being upset that I couldn't say the things that I needed to say to the people that I needed to say them to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and then promising myself that, that moving forward, that I'm going to honor myself. Cause you know, when you promise yourself, you know, when you've let yourself astray. Um, so make that commitment to yourself. The commitment doesn't have to be to anybody else but yourself, really. The commitment for anything that you do in this life, at the end of the day, it's you and your soul. So mm. that would be my, my thing. Oh, man, I, I couldn't have said it better. And I'm so glad that you said that at the end. It's literally committing back to yourself. And Kenya says that something happened to her at three she doesn't have the picture, but she sees it vividly and told her she's safe. That is beautiful, Kenya. That's exactly what we're talking about. If you can't, if you even don't know, if you don't remember what that painful moment was, I, I think it does work more effectively. You find a picture of your childhood because when you can go back to the child somewhere between zero and seven and look into that child's eyes, it literally just changes your entire reality. And it, it's that simple, but yet that powerful. I remember that day we were having our, our A Course in Miracles class and it was miraculous. It was like, when we were done, I felt like I weighed like light as a feather. And that's when the feathers started to come and all this stuff started to happen. But that's how simple it is, ladies. Like we can all be so drunk with the divinity if we stop abandoning ourselves. You know what's crazy, sister? I'm going to share this right now because I got chills. I was with my grandma right now, and she was um, she was in the hospital for eight days. She, would, she was delirious, and it was because of all the medicine they were putting in her, but as well as she was she had a really bad infection. So, yeah, we were, my mom was really scared, right? And one of the things that she told me, I told her, Grandma, what did you see back then? There's two things that she kept talking about, and she said, there was a little girl with a cute little dog that yeah. was just, did she tell you about that? Yeah. That she kept chasing the cute little dog and the little girl was really cute and she kept chasing the little dog. Then the second instance, there was my three cousins that came with another little girl. This little girl was older. And I told her, grandma, what did the little, who did the little girl look like? And she's like, I don't know. I go, does she look like you? And she said, you know what? She kind of did. Cause she was like, tan like me and she said the little girl went up to her bed and wouldn't leave her and she took off her sweater and put it down and slept by her and then that grandma would wake up in the night and just watch to see if the little girl was okay and the little girl was okay that was my grandma's inner child that was like I got chills and I was trying to explain to her but she you know she doesn't hear really well but I told her that was you grandma that was you yeah. she wants you to to love her she's here and she was just kind of like this girl's crazy you know like just... 
But I just, you know, it's so interesting because Chiron is retrograde. We're all dealing with the wound from inner child. Our inner child is screaming to be loved. If you want to heal anything in your life, this simple exercise and going back to yourself and saying what Lizzie said at the end, I am not going to abandon you anymore. Yeah. I'm not. I'm here for you. And there's a cosmic mother that's what I see when we meditate together in Satna. Like there's this cosmic mother that's just taking care of us and like cradling us and putting us in her womb. And that all happens, ladies, when you can go back to that self, that, that child that's always there, talking to my grandma, taking care of her, right? That's always there, yet we neglect so often. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful was, that you would hear that today. Yeah, and then I broke my phone. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I love it. You do. You win some, you lose some, right? I think it was too much energy being thrown at me. I was like, ah! Boom. <laughs> but it really is like that. And I, I, I can't even be honest with you. I was avoiding going to see them. I didn't want to be go see them because I was all week I was like oh it's gonna be heavy it was gonna be heavy it was actually really peaceful you know minus the phone incident so I think the message for today is that inner child ladies and you know the Sovereign Women Academy focuses on helping you rebuild your self-worth after any type of experience you've been through as it relates to relationship or betrayal and you might think well why can't I just move right into the deep stuff like the inner child you cannot work on your inner child if you have not dealt with it, the wound that you're facing that was developed because of the inner child you have to create the vitality and the energy in the system meaning you gotta right now when you're under stress ladies your body becomes addicted to cortisol and adrenaline you go to the doctor and they tell you you have high levels of cortisol that's very common nowadays you can't, there's no magic pill for that. You have to deal with the energy problem, which is the cold depression. We all have it. Yogis have it. That's why we have to do it every, we practice our satana every day because we consume more information than we did a hundred years ago. We're all dealing with ancestral wounds and karma and inner child stuff. And it's, you know, healing is not linear. It's, it's, it's cyclical. It's empowerment through being at different levels of consciousness. So you can alchemize like mary magdalene who's coming to everyone right now to heal a lot of sexual stuff which we're going to talk about next week a lot of self-worth issues which we're going to continue to talk about next week and a lot of these deeply engraved programs of not being enough or not feeling like we're enough so the sorrow one academy it is you need commitment to it's not easy sister i mean you know that right sis it's been i mean the yeah. women Oh, I'm, I'm now um, getting some of these testimonials and their lives are completely different. And a lot of them, you know, they didn't think that dif- this type of difference. So it's, it's, it's not like it's something that love and light, right? But it will change your life and it will help you detoxify and purify from those things and patterns that don't serve you any longer. And as it relates to relationships, ladies, man, we all carry some serious wounds. Yeah, and I I agree. We have to work backwards. I never thought about it until you just said that, you know, that a lot of people were like, or to think, okay, well, I just, I wanted to do that. When I went to my therapist, you know, I had a therapist and I'm like, okay, I'm having issues in my marriage now, but, but I know the cause is my childhood. So I need you to get to my childhood, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, I, I couldn't get there and I wasn't understanding why, like I knew the issue. But now you saying that it really clicked for me where I had to almost the spiritual journey for back to myself. I had to work backwards mm-hmm. from today to to back to my childhood. Wow. Yeah. And, and then scientifically, because Kundalini Yoga is a science of energy. It's not a religion. It came before religions. Religions were made out of it. The science of it is you don't have enough energy because your emotions are energy in motion. So they're governing, they're stuck in your body. They're, they're depleting your energy. All those thoughts you're having about what happened to you in the relationship, what happened to you as a child, they're depleting your energy. So you don't have the vitality to even deal with what's happening right now. So we need to first focus on increasing your vitality 
on dealing with these emotions that are creating the cold depression. Now, as you do that, now you have the vitality energy to do the deep healing work. You know, now you're able to face these inner child wounds with the energy to not be sucked into them because we've talked about this and you know that this could happen. And even in meditation, there are times where you're, I'm not coming out of this fucking emotion right now. I'm in so much pain because of the awareness that I'm receiving of what the hell really is the problem. If you don't got the support system, if you don't got the energy to do it, your subconscious could, you could have like a psychic talk. You really could. So I'm not saying this lightly, like it really, and I know this because I experienced it. I didn't heal my inner child first. I dealt with the cold depression issues first. We all have cold depression. I'm not diagnosing you, but we all have an energy problem. So I dealt with the cold depression first. Then I was able to access those deep inner child wounds that were prohibiting me. And now I feel cleansed and purified. I mean, I literally, the work that has happened this year for me and my husband, especially because he's my mirror. Oh God. So we're going to close it out right here. So we're going to close it out right here just because it got too hot. And um, so we're going to keep the conversation literally got too hot. So we're going to close it out. And what we'll do is uh, we'll invite Lizzie to come back with us, of course, next Friday so we can continue the conversation. But well, like we're saying, ladies, you really have to deal with the vitality issue first. You have to deal with the energy problems because if we don't deal with the energy problems, then what's going to happen is you won't be able to deal with these deep, deep wounds. So in a nutshell, it is important that we go within and that we learn to become aware of all of ourselves, accept ourselves, because that's what the healing journey is truly about. I just want to thank Lizzie for being here today. Thank you for your amazing feedback. Like always, just golden, amazing, and just exactly what we needed. And I'm excited to have you again next week so we can continue the conversation. Thank you all so much for being part of this community. Thank you for your likes, subscriptions. Thank you for sharing the podcast with others. We highly, highly appreciate it. And of course, be sure to join our movement in our closed Facebook group or our closed private community on Instagram at Sovereign Women Movement. And if you're interested also in joining the Academy, you can now uh, click on the link in my bio as well or go to Veronica Barragan. I am.com forward slash SWA. In this link, you'll find information about the Academy. You'll also be able to set up a 15 minute sovereignty call with me so we can go over your specific case and we'll see if the Academy is a good fit for you. Make sure that you're aware of the commitment. Again, not necessarily time commitment, but really will take you being vulnerable enough to be ready to face yourself and to actually show up and, and, and show for yourself. That's really what the key is here. So make sure you click on that link and set up that phone call with me. Thank you all so much for being here. I want to wish you all a very blessed and beautiful full moon in Aquarius. May you be able to tap into this innate power that lives within you. May you be able to walk in authenticity and your true identity and share your gifts with the world. Satnam. So